The views and opinions of the hosts and resource persons do not represent those of the organization, the university, and its stakeholders. Viewer discretion is advised. Gaming is... It, it really isn't a negative thing. It kind of is a positive thing. It enhances your critical thinking, decision-making, your ability to really judge a specific uh, thing. It's really quite fun if you uh, if you think about it that way and it's really engaging on your part and it's a re uh, really good motivator to do your work personally uh, outside of the gaming realm or outside of games actually. So hello everyone, welcome to the Internet Podcast brought to you by LSCS. Um, right now we're in season 4, episode 4, all about video games. So, hi, um, let's, uh, uh, let us introduce our guest. Um, first off, Miguel. Hi, I'm Miguel, I'm on ID118, and my, cur- my current course is Statistics, and uh, I guess the game I'm currently playing is before your eyes. Yes, uh, my name is Gabriel Muriel and I am ID121. Course is CCS in SD. Games I'm currently playing, I think it's quite a lot because I play a different types of fighting games as well. And I play different type of FP- FPS and uh, MOBA games. So hello, I'm Skylar Tapang, but you can call me Sky and I'm ID121. And of course, I'm from uh, no, uh, Gokong Way College of Engineering, currently taking Electronics and Communications Engineering. And the game that I'm currently playing is Bloons Tower Defense 6 and Satisfactory. So those two games are right now. All right, so before anything else, I just want to know about our What's up, Peter? In terms, it's just around the corner still. It, it's ongoing for us. So quite the hectic schedule as usual so you know at nights we have to study uh me and my classmates or some friends we just study then after after studying of course after hard study uh, i have this like common type of uh, thinking when i study hard i play hard as well <laughs> so after studying i just you know just to relieve some stress so, uh, just play some games uh, co-op games anything that we have fun actually it's just a yeah, just a stress reliever before the night ends. As for me, I feel like I'm doing really well right now. And of course, I'm really excited for today. I'm really excited to talk about the games or any type of genre, any type of uh, situations about games. I'm really excited today. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I guess I've been better. Um, I just started my OJT and I'm kind of losing time to play games, but... Come on, who doesn't have time to play games? So, like I said, I think you already know the topic. It's all about video games. Uh, so, I think let's start to go on because I think you're pretty familiar with what, this, uh, what the topic is all about. So, uh, I think first of the question is that, how did you get into game? I quite, uh, I think I started very young, at uh, a very young age. I think I was uh, eight, 
I think yeah. The first game was well, uh, I think at the time well, it was just really Pokemon, you know, from the GBA. It, it was just a good game, and I I learned actually I learned uh, comprehension and reading and English through through Pokemon as well. So. Uh, and as I grew up, I just really stick with the game. But nowadays, I'm really not in touch of the game. But I I know the updates. I know the releases of the new games, and it's concurrent news. Uh, I still follow it. So, yeah. Uh, my introduction to gaming was because of my dad. So there was this game called Halo. It's an F- it's an old FPS uh, sci-fi shooter game. But I mean, I was very young back then. I was like, what, ten or younger? So I wasn't really mechanically gifted. But I, na- I navigated for my dad. I told him where to go through the mazes, through going through the missions, or wherever he needs to go in the game. So yeah, I was my dad's navigator in Halo. That's how I started gaming. That's really sweet. So for me, um, my first game was actually God's War, and it's one of those uh, Facebook games, really long, long time ago. I, I think I was uh, I was around six years old at that time, and that was my very first uh, MMORPG, and I really enjoyed that game because uh, that's where I learned a lot of stuff about um, you know those fireballs. But of course, you also learn stuff like. Uh, since I was really young back then, I still didn't know much English. So over time, uh, I was asking help from my brother, and he's teaching me all the stuff about oh, what is a shop? Oh, what is uh, an NPC? What is a, a a region? Something like that. So that's where I learned a lot of my skills because I play that game a lot. <laughs> so that was my very first game. I think everyone is here is all about having the sensitivity while playing some video games. And it's somewhat different form of like a hobby or a thing that you're going to share with someone else. And I think um, is that one of the reasons that you are part of like you still continue to play this game, or is there any other more that you the reasons why that um, you are you know you still continue video games somehow? Um, I think I can answer that. So, um, so as I said, I started when I was six, right? So for me, the reason why I continued it is, aside from making uh, it being really fun, I find it like a learning experience. Because back then, um, back then I wanted like a, a fun way to learn. So that's why I uh, always had help from my brother, of course, to really teach me how to learn. And really teach me how the game works. And from then on, I evolved from God's War. I evolved to other games, strategy games, personally. So from then on, I it's kind of like a learning experience. So that's why I keep I continue to play video games. Sorry about that. I think for me, I stayed because of this this discovery. Because uh, I played games alone, uh, usually alone. Because you know, uh, well, Wi-Fi wasn't the thing. The internet wasn't really that booming at the time. So you know, solo. It was all always a, a solo campaign or a solo story game. And of course, uh, in or other games, you need other players to trade and to do some stuff. But it was the discovery of uh, discovering 
uh, new types of games, new new learnings, as Skylar said, you know. It's really a learning experience throughout different genres of game and different stories of uh, each game that uh, that are being released uh, through the years. So, and in you know exposing myself to to different types of genres, I realized that oh, this kind of game is fun for me. This kind of game is not really for me, but some games are quite nice in the story. The gameplay has an impact. I think it's really dependent. I'm I'm not that picky, but but some games really have a good relevance to or an effect to me in order to play a game or in order to really dive in into a game. So it's really the discovery part for me. Uh, for me, it was consistency. Uh, as someone who grew up going through. Six different schools. I needed something to uh, keep me grounded. Something to, something like a, like a talking point whenever I'm, I meet new groups of people or I get overwhelmed. I needed something to, <laughs> something like, uh, like a foundation or say something to go back to in case things get too much. And games were that for me. It was always something that I know I knew was gonna go well. Something that was gonna reward me for doing. Um, or for, for putting in the extra work, something that I understood. That's what video, that's why I still play video games till this day. So I think it, it is a really good idea that you guys learn a lot from video games, especially. Uh, it's not just about the experience, about what you've learned also, and what um, um, it became one of the integral part of your life. Would you agree, Mark? Yes, I agree that video games can um, be an essential part of our lives and we can um, learn a lot from them, we can enjoy a lot from them. And so we'll proceed in the next part of our um, interview, which is all about your favorites in games. So the first question I'd like to ask everyone is, what is your favorite video game and why did it become your favorite? I'm really excited about this part, not gonna lie. <laughs> but who, who would like to go first? Okay. I think for me, it would be Bloodborne. If you haven't heard of the game, it's a From Software game. They developed Dark Souls 1 until 3. They've developed um, Demon Souls, Armored Cord, uh, Elden Ring, the latest release that they have. So, but the thing is, Bloodborne was just a different kind of game for me. It was my first uh, first Souls-like game, or the genre, Souls-like. But the thing is, when you play the game, not only the gameplay, the art, the soundtrack, it, I think for me, it has all of those uh, components that want... I just... I, I'm gushing out, you know? I think the soundtrack is just really, really good. I have it almost everywhere my background my my music type is just it's an orchestral of everything that i wanted and the story the story is just so good because it's and it's not really a foretelling of a story that one npc to another to another npc that explains the story or whatever it is no you play the game to understand the story to have your own understanding of what it is telling the game uh, what the game is uh telling you to 
to understand from this concurrent uh, um, what they're doing at this pace what happens here what happened what has happened and what will happen if you do this so in in just engaging on those components of the game you can make a different old theories different uh, type of stories and diff- a different a different path a different ending i just love the game i just really love the atmosphere of the game the gameplay everything the art even though it's almost a 10 year old game it's from it was released 2014 and i think the sad part is it's only available on a ps or the playstation so if you have a ps4 or a ps5 i i i really suggest you play this game even if you're really not into anything like a souls game it the game is really hard that's that's the thing you easily die in two hits okay <laughs> so this game is just really for uh i think it's for everyone uh, uh, to try and it really doesn't have a tutorial to begin with you just jump into a game you die and then you just have to be alive and stay alive so it's you have you have to create your own build your your own style your own gameplay that's you have the mobility and the freedom of it so i love that game so bloodborne for me is my well at least one of my number one games actually <laughs> my favorite game would be skyrim i know i know it's broken i know it's bad i know it's unfinished but it was my jumping off point into the gaming industry so i was 16 at the time and i saw my dad's hard drive and there there was a, a pirated copy of skyrim for some reason just just skyrim no, no other games were there just just skyrim i was like Whoa, what the, what There's, there's Skyrim here. You have, you play Skyrim, Dad? Okay, we'll, we'll try this. I heard, I've heard this before. And then I, I played it, and then of course it was one of my first games. So, wow, the graphics are amazing. And then looking back, it was really bad. <laughs> it was so buggy. It was so ah. Uh, I mean, it's so hard to play vanilla Skyrim. But again, it opened up my eyes to the community. Uh, Seeing the community come together, uh, trying to change its flaws, trying to add on to it, trying to just pour love into this game with no, um, with no monitor, uh, with no, get, uh, with, like, they have nothing to get back from it. Uh, they mod the game and then that's it. Their mod is free. You know, we don't pay. We don't pay for it. But it's just, it's just the idea of loving a game so much that you want to fix it for everyone else. It's so beautiful for me. I mean, of course, I play games now, like legally. I don't, I don't pirate them, not anymore. But yeah, <laughs> Skyrim is my favorite game. Well said. I'm, I'm quite curious because both of you sound like uh, their, your games are quite challenging, from what I know, and <laughs> it's quite the opposite of mine because I'm more of a casual player. So, because of that, my favorite game. It's actually Stardew Valley. I'm sure some of you guys have heard of it. Stardew Valley, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Stardew Valley, it's really relaxing. It's, um, I would say there are some challenges into it, but the main point of the game is to kind of like uh, ex- kind of explore the world, kind of explore uh, like different mechanics. Like there's farming. There's also uh interacting with the NPCs. 
And yeah, true. It also made me lose track of a lot of my time. So sometimes I would spend like most of the time fishing because that's one of my favorite things to do. Even though it's so, <laughs> it's so repetitive, yet somehow it's so enjoyable because there's a sense of progression. Like from where you started, you only have a abandoned house, kind of lame, very rundown, and then over time, you develop, you create strategies. Well, not really strategies, or you create uh, like a farm, and you develop like bigger farms, and then eventually you grow, and that's for me. That's what I really like about the game. It's the progression. It's the kind of your own pacing, and it's the the atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere of being in a farm, and then you get to talk with your community. So I guess it's kind of like a, a virtual community, and I get to enjoy it a lot. At my own pace. So before I was rudely cutted by my, um, by 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 my voice AI, I just really found interesting that you guys have a first, like a diverse experience about video game or diverse genre of video games. Like for example, Sky Skyler really loved um, Stardew Valley, and I think I really want to know what is your favorite like bachelor there or bachelors. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's quite funny. So, um, I really like at first I really like Penny because I know she's how do you explain this? She's just really nice. She's just very sweet. She's very kind. Very caring. But then eventually, <laughs> like it's that, that's when I first started out. But eventually, of course, uh, Sergio Sergio Valley's been quite an old game now. So, uh. I had like a pause I mean, in the when I came back. I realized uh, when I when I restarted the game, I had uh, I decided. Oh, nowadays I feel like I'm more into the. Because she's such a I know she's such a hard worker, and it really fits with my. Uh, I guess nowadays my personality, where I really like uh, doing a lot of things. Alright, hey, hey. I still think Emily is the best girl, but hey, let's agree to disagree, am I right? <laughs> yeah, and I guess for these two, I think um, you guys are the most hardcore gamers, if I, uh, I think, knowing you guys. Um, Miyazaki fanboys, I think we yeah. still have. <laughs> yeah. I, hardcore gamer, I, really, I never really thought about it, but. I think because <laughs> I'm really sweaty in terms of well there's some genres that I really love uh, just you know fighting games I know Tekken 7 well, actually I started with Tekken 5 back in 2008 so <laughs> those were the good days you know go to an arcade go to just play with <laughs> actually I've played with older people like 23 20 uh 26 now they're what 30 so i still don't i still know them and i still play with them on through online and now we're here uh, june this coming june uh street fighter 6 is now going to be released i'm just really excited new trailers from tekken 8 each week has a new character and i'm just i'm really just excited for these games and i you know it just I just strive to, you know, the thing is, <laughs> they're not cheap. 
<laughs> not cheap though. Because no, we, I don't know. We can help there. you out. <laughs> but in um, so of course, fighting games as an arcade. Uh, I think I I started in arcade. I'm used to the arcade sticks and the buttons, so I can current buy them as well. I have, I think I have three of them now. <laughs> And they're not also cheap as well. I really can't feel like it's not a college student. Of course, it, it doesn't really have a necessary advantage to those who play uh, with a controller or a, a keyboard. I think it's just keeping the legacy of the arcade from where we started, you know. The just really carries on. Yes, the experience, you know, the, the mashing of the buttons and the sound of it is just you know i just it just brings me back to those days now oh wow arcade yeah i think everyone shouting everyone just bantering out of each other of course friendly banter no matter what because after the game we, st- we still are competitively for the game but after the game of course we're still good friends uh, at the end of the day So I think it's really part of the game as a community, especially a fighting games. Fighting games is really that now uh, big. I think it's really underrated of a genre here in the Philippines. But once you really jump into it, I just love. I just love it. I just love the community. So yes, maybe I am a hardcore gamer now. I now I look back. Maybe <laughs> probably. <laughs> I think uh, pro one person to another of those friendly banters. I think Miguel could could say about what's up about these things. And I guess more on uh, developing on you know uh, the genre that you really like the most or the genre you hate them. I think that could be you know the main topic for uh, this because I think you said what you love right now. And I really want to know what is like, what do you like about the genre, or what you, what the genre that you are like, or your most favorite, or at least opposite. Okay. Okay. So favorite genre. Um, what a hard question. <laughs> uh, favorite genre would be RPG. Uh, at its core, gaming is escapism. The idea of living a life, living experiences, living in someone else's shoes without any consequences is why most people play games. And therefore, RPG is the best way to escape real life in a positive way. We talk about Witcher 3, we talk about Bloodborne, uh, we talk about... Stardew Valley is also an RPG. You roleplay as I don't know if he has a de- if the person has a default name, but then again, it is a a different life that you are essentially living. It's not that you fully control. Not like Minecraft, which is fully sandbox. It's there is a direction to the game that you're playing. And RPG, RPG has the best direction so far. I think that's a really good uh, point. Like, uh, you feel morally like detached about what's happening currently in your real life. And I think, uh, uh, I think Skylar is really know what's up about this because I think uh, Stardew Valley. Am I right? <laughs> True. It's like a good way to enjoy 
the atmosphere and kind of like a a way to live life differently kind of like a, a different way to appreciate like a different perspective of life something like that. so like instead of like everyday lives you get to experience something outside of it so it's not one to one but of course you're experiencing something different and you're of course gonna learn something about it maybe some of the difficulties not probably not exactly the same but you're still gonna experience a different type of uh, challenge you're gonna experience different type of uh, well experience <laughs> so that's what's nice about rpgs you get to experience things outside of your own how about you gabriel do you really like rpgs or really more focused on you know fighting games yeah yeah no 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 rpgs are really great as uh, as miguel said you know our uh, bloodborne is an rpg where you're a hunter you know, a hunter must hunt just those kind of lines of course there's final fantasies you know from one because i tried from one until the latest and it was a fun journey and each of them is just really good in their own world in their own perspective and to live their life and to live their journey of their life to understand and just to escape rpgs uh it's almost non-debatable that it is the best genre there is but you know but uh, but some people don't like it i don't know why though but i would like to hear them you know uh what's their take like why don't they like rpgs or something like that yeah I, it's just a good escape any kind of games that you enjoy is a good escape or as i've said you know a stress reliever it just uh, a relaxation because there are rhythm games that you uh, play and there are other games the strate- strategic games uh, different and broad genres for every person there is and just to play and have a community that loves the game for through years and years for for one example me i've been playing almost a 10 year old game without a remake without a patch without anything that from the devs so we're just really thirsty for a patch for a remake or anything anything at all but you know there's still we still live you know we just keep finding things that we love and create an event for ourselves like a, hun- uh, a hunter a hunter week so we go around and fight one another with our current builds and crazy crazy builds like this and i think the, it's a good escape as, as well as it, it's a good communication device as well to to interact with one another to Uh, for example this one this podcast is really great because you know we gamers or we uh we who love games are here to to gush about everything that we love about our specific genres or specific games to broaden our uh varieties of games and it's just really nice to have this kind of uh, podcast and kind of communities and uh, i think a, a tip for all is just try every game possible and if it's not for you it's not for you but if it's for you hey welcome yeah and i think that's really great for a video game for video games in general and for us i think i i agree with your sentiment Abe. and i uh, i guess i know how like for me i really love rpg games because who doesn't want to be 
I'm an engineering student 24/7, might as well try try something less painful on the run. So, would you agree, Fiona? And I think Fiona, five. Uh, what uh, favorite video game genre? Yeah, I think a lot of us agree that RPGs are are a really good genre, and I think it's the best genre for me. If it's not obvious enough. And yeah, I agree with what the others said that RPGs can be a form of like an escape from reality. It's a form of storytelling. You can interact with the characters, you can be the character and just participate in the story like you're really there in a fun and rewarding way. Now that we've talked about what genres we'd like, And I'm also curious to know if you would dislike any genres in particular. So maybe we Ooh. can start this question with hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Maybe we should start with Gabriel. Dislike, big word, you know, because I think I've tried every game. I I play gacha. There are good gacha games out there. Anyways, uh, I think. The grind for some games in gacha games is the one I don't like. I don't want to say hate because some grind are good, but I think it's one detrimenting part of a gacha game that's just really uh, it's uh, it's unavoidable because it is a gacha game. So grind is continuously needed, but it's really detrimenting part of a game to. To grind and and that grind is really boring or really repetitive. So being too repetitive makes me just I'm I'm just gonna turn my brain off for this. <laughs> that kind of game it, it's not really fun for me. As a uh, I want some action. I want some of this of uh or new. So I think that's. What I don't like, I don't hate it at all. It's really, uh, it's really good. Never losing a 50-50. <laughs> so I, I, I guess you're talking about uh, um, Genshin. <laughs> the thing is, I've tried Genshin. <laughs> I've tried Genshin. I like the pulls. I like the characters. I like the gameplay. But the grind, oh, it sucks. It kind of sucks. I'm, then I just. I just left Genshin after that, so the grind was right. I'm gonna grind for this character. I mean, sure, it's worth it, but do I like? It? Yeah, so I, I, it's a hot take. It's a bit of a hot take, but yeah, for me, it's kind of the gacha game. So the component of a gacha game, the grind, has to be um, really engaging, at, at the least engaging. That makes you really think about it or how you grind. I think that's an important factor of a gacha game for me. So I know it's a hot take, but what do you think, guys? <laughs> I think you made five on my. <laughs> I agree, cause like um gacha games, um I I prefer games that are more story based driven by story, and gacha games are almost like very repetitive. You have to like fight um a lot of time just to get a certain like item or reward. And now let's proceed with um deal dislike and genre. I was wondering like um. If you're not, if you're more into action, I was wondering like, 
What do you think about horror? Cause I absolutely oh hate horror. horror. Yes, I. You hate Very, horror. Oh I my hate. god. Why? <laughs> I would suggest start with a Resident oh, Evil game. I can't. I've been watching. You can't. I've been trying oh. to watch this, but I I can't. Horror <laughs> games. I think it's really good at some points, but sometimes it's just. A jump scare here and there that makes you just uh, <laughs> did I do anything with myself? <laughs> For me, I really appreciate the backgrounds, the the eerie feeling, the atmosphere. I really appreciate the atmosphere. That's mainly the reason why I don't like horror games because it's it's the suspense. I, yes. I don't want to play a video game that. Me that you don't know what's coming, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's actually opposite for me. I I think I can get what your uh, what your viewpoint is, uh, and 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 listen, I mean, uh, I understand from that viewpoint that you really don't uh, know or what to do at that some circumstances. But for me to hate or to not like a horror games, I think some are a bit too scary, like. They give you nightmares. I've, I've had that. Because <laughs> I've had that. I have that nights that it's too dark. Then I play this. Then I hear the sound. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> you know. How about you, Miguel? I think. What do you don't like? Hate is a big word. I think don't like is a. Hate it's, is a big word. Yeah. Yeah, hate um, is a big word. <laughs> maybe not not necessarily. I don't like, but something that I don't play. I guess that's better. Is yeah, that's. I think that's as, a better as, way to this. say it. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I don't play fighting games. <gasps> no, it's it's it, it's so um skill intensive. I mean, yes, ceiling is so high, I, and I have severe skill issue. I just, I just I just have fun watching my friends play it though. It's like I so think fun, it's so fun landing a combo, landing a proper grab. Than them missing a block, but then when when you're on yeah. you're behind the controller when you're going against someone who's been who's been playing for months and years, this feels kind of bad. <laughs> Start to yeah. catch up sometimes. But mm. going back to that horror genre, though, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we have to talk later, man. <laughs> we will let we will make you play a, a horror game. I have yeah. though. I played the forest. It's quite scary, but I never got to progress much of a... <laughs> but I have tried it. Not my type of game, though, sadly. You know, as a fighting game main, I'm just I'm disturbed. <laughs> I just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I think. Uh, how about you, Skyler? Do you play any fighting games? Oh, I, I want to know that. But um, I can't think of any actually, because I've only tried them. I've tried Smash Bros. I yeah. tried um, Tekken before, a long time ago, but not much. Uh, I guess what depends on what you consider as fighting games. Because Apex does Apex count as fighting? No, I think that's FPS. more of a FPS. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure. I don't think I play much fighting games. It's okay. I think. Yeah, there is a skill ceiling for a fighting game genre, but to play one, I think it's not really a skill issue to play one. 
It's just that if you think something is cool for any kind of genres, just try it out. No, I I, I understand Miguel's uh, viewpoint on the fighting games. So, I've, <laughs> of course, I have what ten thousand matches in my PlayStation. <laughs> so, I've got forty uh, percent wins and sixty percent are on losses. So. It's really a learning curve to understand the game, and you have to put time for a fighting. But you don't necessarily have to be good to play one. If you think a character is cool that has cool move sets or cool or anything that really brings you to a character, I think that's a good start or a good enough ground or foundation to play one game. It's not, of course, it's not only for a fighting game. It's on, it's for every kind of game. So, if you think something is uh, a gameplay, a soundtrack, or the art style is quite a good foundation enough for any kind of genres, I think that's, for me, I think that's a good enough uh, foundation to start or to try that game. So yeah, now that you talked about it, I, I just yeah. realized I played the Cedia, which is a Final Fantasy yes. game, and. My favorite character there was Capcom, mainly because I really like the design. The clown, and, yes. Yeah, <laughs> very cool design. So I guess, oh, maybe we should save this for the next part of the. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, it's we're getting uh, out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess um, Skylar is on top of things. I think everyone should play Valorant here because, uh, based on your dislike, I think it's a good combination of both. It's competitive. It's scary, and you know, uh, <laughs> um, like first kind of you really scared, really <laughs> like our game. Right, I think just try it, because, you know. Uh, it's a really good experience on building on this uh, foundation. Even though you don't dislike it, it's really good that you have like some experience. And I guess uh, one of my favorite characters is Neon. It's a really good representation of Filipino, you know, just zooming everyone. I really want to know about you guys. Who's your favorite uh, uh, gaming video game character? So I think I can answer that first. So uh, this might be unfair because uh, my favorite character from a game is Artemis from Hades, but then Artemis is based on Greek mythology. So <laughs> okay, so aside from her, then I'm gonna have to go with Beido from Genshin Impact, and um, it's mainly because I really appreciate her character. As uh, as you know me, uh, I already said that I really like hardworking characters or people who are hardworking, and I really look up to them. I really look up to leaders, and I of course <laughs> really want to be them. Of course, be like them, and that's why. She's my favorite character because she's one of the coolest leaders. Even though she's, uh, I guess she's not that appreciated in the community. I would say, because uh, she's probably not that popular. But aside from that, I really appreciate her because her character really resonates with me. It really uh, feels true to me. Feels like it uh, relates to me the most because she just, she's really willing to go all out just for her companions her comrades she's really true to herself really true to being um 
doing whatever she wants and um, supporting those around her. So that's why I really like her character because it really represents for me what a leader should be like. So what about you guys? <laughs> I want to hear from you guys. Yeah, that's a good take actually. You know, if you... Uh, for me, it's quite the opposite. Well, there are characters that I want to be or to be like, but some of my favorite characters are the villains of a Final Fantasy. So, for example, Final Fantasy VII, we have uh, the greatest swordsman there is or one of the notable swordsmen or the simplistic swordsman, which is Sephiroth. If you have heard his theme, you know, it just brings out uh, here comes death <laughs> oh no why you know so I think it's just really Se- Sephiroth has this being of you can't you cannot like the villain because it is the villain he's doing something wrong <laughs> but at the same time you like him as a villain you know? he he just hits the mark as a villain Plus, he's cool, you know, long, long sword, long hair, tall, seven foot tall. Hey, I want to be him. <laughs> but at the same time, to like a villain, at the same time, hate the villain for the game is just perfection. You know? So I think that's my favorite character. I mean, if not, it probably will, <laughs> it will be Cloud <laughs> from Final Fantasy VII as well. It just brings life to the game itself so it's just a huge part of it so to like to like a villain in a game i'm not bad but (laughs) i understand them but they bad (laughs) not me (laughs) so i would like to hear miguel as well actually uh i i I don't know if it's a spoiler. Okay, I, 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 I'll try not to. My favorite character right now would be Kratos. Uh, I grew up with the first God of War games. From, um, from the first God of War, the Ghost of Sparta. Uh, I played all of them. And it was just a mindless dude killing people. A fun fact, he, he never walks backwards. Like, you, don't, you can't go backwards in any of the uh, old God of War games. Because he's just some guy who's just going towards danger going towards revenge so in hindsight it was kind of boring kind of like a one-dimensional dude like uh, why is this my favorite character but then again we see the new games god of war god of war ragnarok and we see growth we see someone who's just um trying to do what's best for his son for his family for the people around him and seeing your childhood quote-unquote hero cry it was just serving in a sense that i was shocked like this is a video game character why am i so attached to this person just some he's just a guy who's killing gods so why is he so deep so emotional so yeah kratos is my favorite character right now yeah the god of dads <laughs> not god of war god of dads yeah. That's that's really good. Yeah, Kratos. Yeah, I've played I think same with you. I've played them all of them from the PSP era, PS1 era. Yes. That's a good the growth, you know, the story and just 
how we evolved from a god killing machine to a god of dads <laughs> you know to be a great it's a it's a great story yeah i have no i have nothing to say you know enough said <laughs> yeah so it's inter- interesting how we can all see that um our favorite characters are kind of centered around their like um personality and like what they're like their backstory kind of and it, it shows that video game characters are more than like what they design or what it feels like to control them and we can actually connect with them sort of like um characters from other forms of like literature and so actually my favorite character is also from Final Fantasy 7 like it's Aerith so yeah <laughs> i love Aerith see she's such a soft character and and if yeah. you know you know <laughs> if you know <laughs> if you know you know get ready for uh, remake part 2 <laughs> oh no <laughs> That will be something. <laughs> And another character I like is um, Roxas from Kingdom Hearts 2. I think he's um, a really cool character. Actually, Kingdom Hearts franchise, but he first appeared in 2. Hey, hate to interrupt like that, but before we continue, let's just squeeze in some messages from our team. For more LSCS content, follow the Internook Podcast on YouTube and Spotify. You can read the links at the description of each episode. Make sure to stay tuned to our other projects too. We have new bits and the LSES official newsletter, Bits and Bites. Check out the LSES Facebook page to find out more. That's facebook.com slash Society. Another reminder, the views and opinions of the host and resource persons do not represent those of the organization, the university, and its stakeholders. Your discretion is advised. Now, back to the podcast. And then now, now that we see that um, video games have sort of this um, aspect to them, it's more than just playing them, and it's kind of a combination of um, just one, just more than just stories, more than just gameplay. But what's your favorite aspect about it? So by aspect, I mean, do you like in video games? Are you looking for good gameplay, a good story? or like characters what's your favorite among those aspects maybe you can start with miguel a good story can never be beat you you'll get tired of gameplay um you'll outgrow a character's characteristics but once a story stuck to you it, it just sticks one of my favorite story games is a game called the beginner's guide um I learned I learned about it from Jacksepticeye, but it's a story about a game developer and his friend. Uh, it, it was built around stores, and it just explores how how this one game developer knew a friend who just stopped, who who he forced to play, uh, who who he forced to make games over and over and over again, just to try to understand them until he burned out his friend, and ultimately his friend disappeared just stopped making games and it was very it was very sad and all, all the gameplay was just walking there is no characters it's just you going through weird games from this un- unknown developer but the way the story was made was very interesting next maybe we can have 
yeah um we can have Skyler what's your favorite um like what do you think is the most most important aspect so for me so I know characters you can outgrow them but the thing is what I really love about characters is that I really love their character developments so probably by now you already know what kind of person I am so I really like those that you can learn from those that uh, face challenges and somehow they grow from them grow from these challenges and I really love those kinds of um, would you consider them as stories or characters I guess a mix of both character development so from this it I guess it also applies in other uh, shows not just limited to gaming but it's from this uh, uh, character development it's from you starting out from somewhere where you're not that uh, developed yet and then over time after facing so much challenges you slowly grow and then when you look back at it now those challenges you face from the start they all seem kind of miniature they seem kind of trivial so it's really nice to see how far you uh, come from from when you started so that's what I really aspire that's what I really look up to when I play a game I really look forward to character development how much they've grown how much changes they've done so that's for me the most important aspect what about you Gabriel? It would be gameplay. <laughs> Some games have uh, doesn't really have the creative story, but the gameplay. You know, I stick with the gameplay. <laughs> I stick for the gameplay. But oh, it's a it's a good. Uh, you know, if you have it all, you have it, you just have it all. Gameplay, art, soundtrack, <laughs> Bloodborne. You know, <laughs> so I'm still hanging on to Bloodborne. Uh, for me, Bloodborne was the perfect game. You know, it has the gameplay, it has this the soundtrack, it, it had the art. But in generalized, I think I stick with the gameplay at, at most because you know, as a fighting game, I don't really care about the story. I just hey, I play with you. Okay, so some games have good story. You know, God of War has one of the best stories nowadays. Last of Us Part One. And part two has great stories. Uh, what else? There, there are many genres that have good, uh, good stories. Many have good gameplays, but bad stories. But I stick with the gameplay. I just, I just love when you create combos. You create uh, different kind of things. You, you do it this way. I do it that way. You know, different kind of builds, which I just love. Which I just love uh, Souls game. You know, you can take uh, the same mission but in different ways. Uh, the same aspect of the game with different mechanics, different uh, different skills. You know, it, 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 the aspect of the gameplay itself. So I'm really, it's more engaging. It's more thought through. You know, the the critical thinking of a gameplay that you, oh, I can do this to this or do this to that. You know, connecting those kind of gameplays really, for me, the most important part of a game. Of course, some games are really simple, but sometimes simplicity is the best, you know? So simple gameplay as well is really good as just 
too much is really gonna be overloaded so oh i could have done this but he could have done that so overloading gameplay as well so there's a fine line between uh, just enough of gameplay so i think gameplay is really for me it's really a key part to a game yeah so it's interesting that all three of you actually said like three different aspects so Nigel said stories Skylar said characters and Gabriel said gameplay and that's actually really interesting for me it's probably I, I actually can't decide they're all like really important and but probably my intuition leaning to gameplay because it's games you're looking for and not like another form of um, entertainment next we'll be doing some quick rounds on just asking some general questions quick questions on games and Sander, would you like to um, start? All right, so it's time for a quick round. So first and foremost, I think it just answered the one-liner. So open world or linear games? Open world. Both? <laughs> Can linear. I answer both? <laughs> hey, that's cheating. <laughs> I think... Ooh. Linear. Uh, very interesting demographics. It's really good that uh, I think uh, having you as a focus group discussion for any game developers would be beneficial for them. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this is another quick round. So, in your opinion, what is the good? Uh, what is the game with the best gameplay? Ooh, Apex Legends for me. Bloodborne. <laughs> I'm sticking with Apex. Bloodborne. Bilis, Miguel. Uh, Miguel. Uh, Miguel. Uh, <laughs> why is it so hard? Uh, <laughs> too many games. Uh, pray. Oh, pray. Oh, pray. Yeah. Uh, really, so, really good. Does pray. It has multiple playstyles from guns blazing to magic build to sneak to being a coffee mug. <laughs> pray. That's true. <laughs> List next. Um, next is uh, with the best art. Best art. Oh, Hades. Wow. Gotta be Hades. Oh, Remedies good... 2017 control. Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> Final uh, Fantasy you... Seven. Real Final Fantasy Seven. You like the like... yeah. <laughs> the art styles. I think that's oh, control. Good, right? Control. Oh wait! Control is okay, dope. Control? Yeah, control is dope. What? What control? What? Remedy. Uh, sure. It's from Remedy, the same, oh, the same developer of Alan Wake. That's I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I agree. <laughs> Next, Willis. <laughs> All right, last and definitely not the least, soundtrack. Genshin, so, Nightmare Zombie. Yeah. I, okay. Blood, Bloodborne. Genshin's also pretty nice. Bloodborne. 
I can play <laughs> one you... right now. <laughs> I really like that everyone just said Anwar is a type of music. Then someone said yes. Plan for some. It's so good. <laughs> I'm not someone jammed to There's a zombie in my lawn. Four <laughs> seven. <laughs> no, the second game. It's also pretty good. Ah, the second game. I guess a uh, really good standpoint, but it's really nice to know what are these uh, topics like. What do you really like? Uh, and I guess this is really another con- controversial uh, uh, topic. What What are some games you see that are very overrated? Uh, overrated. Ooh, I, you're gonna hate me for this. Genshin is overrated for me. Genshin is overrated for me. You're trending on team nice, young man. Yes, I know. I, I, I'm not gonna let uh, on the whole world through. Hear me. Genshin is overrated. I, I'm just gonna say it. Oh. It's... I mean, it has good characters. It has good story. It has good gameplay. But it's kind of overrated to have everything you know is just too overhyped it's not overrated it's i think eh, same thing overhype overrated it, when i started it it was fun the grind was just really it didn't tell me about this part <laughs> you know so i think that part became the overrated part but it is fun but eh, too grindy you know so i would stick with genshin as an overrated game I'm sorry. I'm gonna hide now. <laughs> uh, for me, it was Cult of the Lamb. People kept talking about it. People kept spamming it. Streamers kept uh, playing it. And then they, the, the thing is, they, they sold Cult of the Lamb as a roguelike game. Its roguelike aspects suck. <laughs> it, it, it was super repetitive. There was no variance between each run. Each weapon felt the same. Each power-up felt the same. Each map felt the same. Each boss felt the same. Like, but the thing that Cult of the Lamb did well was the base um, progression. Managing your cult, um, uh, controlling who dies, who lives. Uh, I, I spend more hours taking care of my cult than playing the actual roguelike, roguelike part of it. So for me, it was Cult of the Lamb. Man, you absolutely killed me there. <laughs> I love, I really love roguelike games. It really forces you to strategize. Even though it's repetitive, it's so good, I swear. But aside from that, okay, okay. Aside from that, I would say it's um, it's Valorant for me. Because for me, um, it doesn't feel nice. If you start the round, die instantly and you have to watch everyone eventually die off <laughs> so so everyone's saying like oh Valorant's like an amazing game and I'm, when I first played it oh I didn't know I was spending most of my time watching people <laughs> look at corners so I was kind of disappointed I'm not that good at uh, FPS games well Valorant and uh, CSGO specifically actually because those games, I feel like you spend most of your time on the death screen or yeah, the respawn screen. So you don't get to play much. You get to watch. So that's why, I, for me, it's really uh, overrated. Oh, 
Mr. Skylar, I think you're you're out of line, but you're right. <laughs> I think Fiona would agree. Would you feel that? Actually, I don't actually play those kind of movies because you know, I I as I said earlier, I prefer like more story based games and like um FPS games. We don't really have much of a story going into them. And yeah, it's and it's interesting like um how we like all seeing all these hot takes that um normally people wouldn't really share um that much or else you probably get um for example our batches would would probably um like <laughs> they would butcher me for saying Genshin. <laughs> yeah. Genshin and Valorant in particular. <laughs> and next um Speaking of like um talking about um communities of gamers and being in the gaming community, do you frequently watch gaming videos and which content creators do you like? So maybe we can start this question with um Gabriel. Uh, I think I'm really just you know I have, I have one path and it's fighting games you know. I watch content creators with fighting games that has good combos, good uh, communities. I think uh, one content creator I think you might know, I hope you know, and if you don't know, search it up. It's Maximilian Dude. It's is a content creator from 2000. He started 2009, and I followed him on 2016, and until now I'm uh, I. I am a, a subscriber on YouTube and Twitch uh, for uh, the longest. Uh, well, not the longest, but for the longest I've known him, and he, he just have good content. And of course, he's a fighting game guy as well. But he is uh, spreading his wings. No, uh, he's trying every type of game, every type of release dates that have uh, this uh, horror games. You know, different kind of genres, different kind of games. He has tried Genshin as well. Uh, he has tried uh, FPS games as well. So, plus he's a developer. He, he was once a developer. He is a also a uh, he studied cinematography. He is an artist as well. So he knows the gives and takes in some arts in some games and knows the do's and don'ts of uh, on how to develop a game. So. Uh, learning and knowing what he has uh, his stakes about a certain game and you know of course all of its stakes is is in his own and he respects almost every take so uh, for him it was fun you know uh, some streams uh, yeah, it's it's fun it's a fun game but it's not for me but of course he's pursuing that his community hey try it out you know it might be the best game for you or the best Uh, the game of the year for you. So, is it is a really good guy? The community in Discord, he has what, around one million followers, and the Discord is at least twenty thousand. So I'm I'm there, you know, uh, making good connections, playing games with them, and just a nice guy. Man. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, we uh people people know Jacksepticeye. I I love I love him for his. Uh, last takes, I think. No, no, sorry, outros. Then that's a better term for it. 
every after game he spends a good amount of time, thirty minutes, an hour, to talk about the flaws of the game in terms of back end developing, front of developing, the way it's made, the visuals, the stories, everything. I lo- I love watching. Uh, I love listening to theory crafters in Genshin, data miners, people who go a step further just to try to understand the inner machinations of the game. I love listening to Dota content creators because they're they're always weird and molding and noisy, and I like having noise in my in my uh, condo. But the person that I the content creator that I always go back to is a person named Raz Guten. Uh, let me. I can spell it in the chat. Raz Guten. He's this random uh, YouTuber that I, I found who focuses on indie games. He highlights um, in indie games like Yoku's Island Express. Uh... Oh, that's a, that's the one that sucked me because I'm currently playing it. But a, a, a lot of the games. Um, he showed me a, that board game. Oh no, I'm blanking. But, but again, yes, he he does play. Ah, Disco Elysium. Yeah, he introduced me to Disco Elysium. Um, all those. Uh, he introduced me to Before Your Eyes, the BAFTA award, uh, BAFTA awardee. Um, a lot of those types of games I learned from this man called Rasputin, and it, he blends it well with his life and how he arrived at this type of game. Because indie games, it, it, indie is such a Broad term, you can't really say something is indie just because you see it. I mean, uh, there are indie fighting games, indie FPS, but again, it is just indie games. So yeah. You know, I actually really agree with that, Razbuten, Razbuten. Sorry, um, because I know he makes this uh the video called I know gaming for non gamers, and you really appreciate those little things that. We normally take for granted those little things that um, developers have to consider when they're making their games, because not everyone has played their games, not everyone has played the same genre, not everyone knows how to play the game through and through. So those kinds of games or those kinds of videos where you break down the smaller things that make up a game, that's where you start appreciating um, how a game is made. So for me. I also really like uh, Rasputin, and I frequently watch their videos. I frequently watch uh, whatever updates or they're making. But aside from that, for actual gaming videos like gameplay, I don't really have any, because I usually just watch uh, a content creator called Ceres Fauna. Not sure if you guys know, but uh, I usually just watch whatever she's playing and. Uh, in what's nice is I know uh because they don't stick to a specific type of game, I get to learn more about different kinds of games and how they work. So that's how uh, I'm well versed in different genres, different uh, uh different types of games basically. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. So from here we can see um um wide variety of content creators like um Miguel and Skyler both brought up Razbutin and and um we can see that like 
um we prefer it, like you guys prefer it if you if they kind of delve deeper in the deeper scope of the game rather than just making playthroughs. And I think that's um actually very interesting considering um we're kind of um in the field um since we're in TTS and, and we're in the field of um delving deeper into the um inner makings of games and um it's not more it's more than just a surface level appreciation of what we have and next um have you ever tried making these gaming videos yourself maybe we can start this question with miguel no <laughs> that's, that's it that's my answer <laughs> just no I, the, playing games is one thing playing games for someone else I, I, I can't imagine playing The Witcher 3 and having a, a, a whole audience just judging me for my choices. Like, why do you choose that? Why why do you choose Chris over Yen? Why? It's just, no, it's not for me. I, I, I can't I can't shoulder the responsibility of trying to entertain people while I play my games. <laughs> it's not for me. I think uh, I had uh, made videos in YouTube. I'm still active with it. So I just concurrent, uh, you know, edit, hey, edit this, edit this, and then, hey, this is nice. I have fun. So, <laughs> a plug. I haven't really uploaded anything, but I have 11 videos so far, and it's Valorant. <laughs> you know, just, it's just fun to, uh, to make a content out of it. Because, you know, when you're having fun and you uh, na PM ko. Oh nga, na PM ko kay ano? <laughs> Ayan. <laughs> I think uh, creating videos when you express your joy in those uh, in, the, in, the, in that moment and just have people react to it or just enjoy the or have the joy or what we call this. You know, you mahawa sila sa uh, kasayahan mo or something like that and just it, it really it's just a fun experience I mean sure there are some people that will judge you but who cares I mean <laughs> me I'm just I don't care <laughs> this is my take how about you do your thing diba? like make it I think it can be a positive way if oh this is my take how about you you can create a video out of it on your own right Instead of making a controversy about of it, uh, out of it, uh, I choose uh, something over this, you know. Instead, I think it's a good way to be positive in uh, takes, in uh, approaches, builds, and everything like that. So, uh, it's a good experience. And plus, the editing part of it, I just laugh because it's still a funny moment for me. So, I just... While I edit a 3R video or something, a, a stream that I just streamed, I usually edit for 4 hours for, to lessen it to a 10-minute video, 3-minute video, something like that. And it, it, it's fun. It's just a good learning experience as well. And if you can make it a hobby, it, it's really, it's just nice. How about you, Skyler? For me, it really is focused on the learning experience because I, I made some gaming gaming videos but it's mostly on uh 
me practicing on how to like montages because i play i frequently play apex back then uh not anymore nowadays because i mellowed down so but back then i used to make uh apex videos and not not that frequent though because i was just learning about uh how to edit so i use those clips as a way for me to uh practice my editing those transitions any uh sound that can fit with the song so 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 because of that uh i am i guess i i've grown a lot ever, ever since then i've grown quite uh fond of editing and nowadays when there's projects coming up that requires editing oh mabilis lang yan just ano pass it to me and then of course i would use some of my experiences on how to edit of course i won't turn my group project into a montage but of course i learned skills because of that because of editing and i can apply it to my i know uh, projects so for me the i've i have made gaming videos and i use it as a way to learn i think everyone has a fair share of uh having uh like a creating gaming videos once in a while and for example like me um, i do have a streaming channel but either way um it's a really good thing to share what you really love towards the world and um having this having you said i think one of you guys uh like being part of a fandom like loving this set games you became a part of a fandom where you grow into a community so i want to know what are the fandoms that you are in or have you been so let's go on for mr gabriel i think he touched most on <laughs> hating two fandoms at once oh uh, wait fandoms that i've been to that i like but is that it yeah oh uh, yes yes uh well fighting games of course <laughs> just a, we call it fgc so it's fighting game community so it's really live especially now because i've been in tournaments i've played in tournaments of these fighting games the rev major if you've heard of it uh, i've tried entering it there are some people that are really really great really nice you know they just point out on your mistakes i think uh the, those communities are really active nowadays and we're just pushing one another to be better you know and some of them are are close friends now and i've been in touch with them we've been uh, we, we've met face to face and it's just a good part that we know each other that uh, we have the same hobby with we, uh, with we have the same game that we like and just gush about it and they relate with you they relate with you in a good way and they are there for you uh, personally uh, they've helped me a lot of times then I've helped them it's really a give and take and this uh, communities are just great of course some communities have this uh, like hey, uh, you know Some communities have this like the hate community or something like that. I I I don't really. It's quite, eh, you know, the toxic communities of some sort. It's kind of sad to see one of those, but you know, 
But hey, whatever flows their boat, you know. You just really can't know some people that they just hate some things. And if they're happy with that, hey, I mean, if you're not hurting anyone, I hope they are not. But, you know, I think this fandoms or this uh, communities really help not only the nourishment of the game, but the nourishment of those people who base the game as well to strive uh, one another and just help one another in, the, in these communities uh, such as in Reddit there are the r slash Bloodborne r slash FGC and uh, as such it's just really a helpful community that uh, I'd call this yeah, just up to date you have someone to play with someone to talk with and it's quite fun I, I really suggest that you please try it out or search a uh, fandom or try to uh, to talk with them they just help you know uh, I agree with what Gap said it's, it's so nice being in a fandom because you get to learn things that you don't you've, you've never you'd never find out by just playing the game normally because a lot of the people in the fandoms just dick around and stumble into the weirdest builds into the weirdest playstyles into the weirdest parts of the map but when it comes to fandoms I will never associate myself with the Genshin fandom. I love Genshin. I've been playing Genshin for more than a year. I've spent so much money on Genshin. I've taught so many people how to play Genshin. I, I'm, I, I'm AR-59 with a triple crown. Yai, built child, built Kazuha, I built Ito. I built so many people, but the Genshin community, my god. It's just it's such a weird mix of of casual fans to diehard fan from hot takes to dumb takes from from polarizing opinions to weird ideas just lore dumps to people saying oh you should pull for this character because you're missing out but it's just venti like no you're not missing out on anything play who you want it's just it's just Cringe. It's uh, uh, but on the other on the other side, I've been going back into the I I I've gone back into the Hades fandom. Hades two is coming out, and we all know Hades. Hades one was great. Super Giant Games is a top tier developer, and I guess it's time to get back in that bandwagon. <laughs> so for me, <laughs> funnily enough, uh, I'm part of the. I'm quite active sometimes on the Genshin fandom. <laughs> okay, but, but aside oh, no. from that, no, no, it's mainly on the theory crafting because I really I like uh, looking into strategies on how to different builds. Yeah. yeah, so that's so good. Aside from that, I really appreciate the the Beidou mains. So <laughs> because of my favorite character. So aside from that, uh, I'm also part of uh, Bloons fandom would you call it fandom or the community at least and then the satisfactory community because uh from then you really get to see uh i guess for bloons you get to see different strategies and how they do it how they beat a certain challenge how they beat a certain level and it's really interesting because uh you get to appreciate how how sometimes it's so weird how the strategy like you never think of oh doing that 
mixing this uh they they call it monkey sorry but mixing this monkey and uh this monkey they come both together and somehow it's really strong so you get to learn more about strategies from that community and uh as for the satisfactory one uh i really appreciate the builds you get to see some of the most creative builds from people because uh aside from like because satisfactory is a game about automating uh, machines and stuff about resources automating those kinds of stuff and you get to see people like maximizing it they were doing calculations and i'm like wow let me just copy it <laughs> so but aside from that it's really nice to appreciate other people's work you get to learn their design like oh to manage overflow to manage uh those marine what do you call it the balancers and marine folds i believe so those kinds of things that you don't really normally understand suddenly you learn more about it because of these fandoms because they share about it a lot and okay now going back to the main one genshin so it's unavoidable that we see toxic fan bases there but um what i would take from it the most is I guess appreciate the different opinions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they are toxic, but sometimes they do make a point. They just have really bad way of communicating their hot takes. And some people call it as toxic. So, but for me, I really uh really open to listening to every side. And that's what I really appreciate about fandoms because You get all these ideas, and you get to incorporate them to your to your own, and because of that, I I appreciate like uh the community more because I get to see more of what they are producing. And that's I about think it's it. really, I think it's really great about you guys' experience, both respect on with this uh certain community of video games. Won't you agree, Pai? <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's really um it's really amazing how actually video games can connect us together and it deviates a bit from the like stereotype of being a game where you're just hunched over in game like just holding like a console and just like shutting out everyone. Well, it's actually can be like a channel to communicate more with others and find others who share your interests, share passions and We can see that we've made friends there. We've and we've well, we also met like people who we may not agree with. We the payoff is definitely there that you find a sense of community of belonging in something you love and you enjoy. And about this, um, how do you make time for gaming while still being in college, and how do you keep yourself up? as well um, considering all the workload you get and how do you um, um, still stay in touch with the gaming community in general for this question maybe we could start with Skyler mm, for me it really is all about scheduling my time because um, you're uh, unlike back then where I have so much time um Nowadays, it feels like you have to prioritize what think needs to be done and what can be held back. So sometimes I would miss out on uh, some games have like daily rewards, 
and sometimes uh, you just have to sacrifice some of those daily rewards just so you can finish the ones that are truly important the work that you need to finish the group projects that you have to communicate with so for me it really is about scheduling my time and prioritizing what is important so because of that uh if i compare myself to now i compare now to back then i wouldn't be able to spend like 12 hours gaming nowadays i would spend a significantly less amount of time like one hour or maybe two if i have free time so it really comes down to scheduling and prioritizing for me what about you guys I think I agree with you. It's really about the schedule, especially when um, midterms or finals is around and we have deadlines. Uh, you have to prioritize those kind of things. But you know, I'm stubborn. You know, uh, uh, you know, after a long day of work, <laughs> you just can't help to have a relaxation, which is which is for me games. But at some cases where I'm just really tired, I just prefer to sleep earlier than usual. Because, uh, you know, I've done my work, I've done my part, or I've done this project, I've passed it. Oh, I have this time to play games or sleep. You know, I have, I'm not at that point. To, hey, I might, I might as well sleep. <laughs> I'll just take the sleep. I just have to be... I know I'm gonna be tired after gaming because, you know, it's my eyes, you know, your brain has to function, you have to think of this and that, especially when it's an online game or even if it's not an online game, I think you really have to think through every decisions. So, yeah, it's really about the scheduling decision, especially we are getting older. We are coming to a conclusion that we are, of course, getting older as time passes. <laughs> we have to sacrifice those uh, the leisure of our entertainment and the gaming. We have to prioritize these things in college. Um, it's really scheduling, and of course, if we have ample time to game, and you know, it might not. Uh, crossroads with anyone or anything that you have to do or you have to finish and yeah that's a good time so usually from uh, playing oof, whoa like <laughs> 12 hours a day or 10 hours a day now i just yeah, same with tyler three hours two hours you know i can go with one hour come <laughs> to like uh, like eight a cake or a slice you just have one slice you can't have another wait wait, I need one like I need one more (laughs) something like that so but I agree with Tyler it's just really scheduling prioritizing and yeah it's we're as I said we're getting older (laughs) but uh, how about you Miguel? Uh, for me gaming is uh, breathing a breathing room or a transition. College students are notorious for working on multiple things at the same time. But I can never um, go through a whole day just work, 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 and then play. I want. I need to work, play, work because I can't. I need, I need to transition my mindset from one subject to another, to another, to another. Because if I 
um, work on some on project A. I'll, it'll bleed into project B, which will bleed onto project C. And of course, while I'm doing those ACADs or assignment or org work, I'm thinking of the games that I'm about to play, theory crafting on the side. So it's just itching in the back of my head that oh, I'm gonna play this game once I get home. Oh, I'm gonna play this game after after Jerizal. Oh, I, I I should try this on my uh, on on Amber something like that. I think it's a really good thing that we see gaming really as a breathing space for more like uh, uh, a place of where we can rest, where we can see uh, that we are more than we know what we've done during the uh, like we did before. So finally, I want just uh, to share uh, like I want to hear from you guys. Um, what is the one thing that you experience while gaming that you can share on upon our listeners? I think me, Skylar, and Miguel can agree to this. Gaming is... It, it really isn't a negative thing. It, it kind of is a positive thing. You know, it enhances your critical thinking, decision-making, your ability to really judge a specific uh, thing and for example projects what to do what to do next what shall be done uh, properly and what to focus on i think game enhances those skills uh, skill set of a person to to be uh, an enhancement or a practice as well if you're thinking or you're relating this specific skill or specific idea to this uh, game that you've played it's really quite fun if you uh, if you think about it that way and it's really engaging on your part and it's a re- uh, really good motivator to do your work personally uh, outside of the gaming realm or outside of games actually if you apply those um, skills from the games and you apply it personally and you do it to the work that you do it's i think that's really good it's just that there are stereotyping that hey game will rot your game it will rot your brain no 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 it is actually a good practice for our brains i will stand by that that it's really good practice and uh, just of course you have to limit yourself on what you play and what you do in a game on if it's helping you out especially uh like strategic games you know just to power your brain to to enhance your brain capacity or comprehension or anything like that so uh if you can apply those things it's really a good way to it's a good effect in your life as well and if you can carry that skills in your uh, as i've said your work or anything that is related to you or you're about to do it's uh, it's a good effect that's funny. how about you skylar and miguel what do you think uh, sorry i'm still thinking okay no, no no pressure no pressure um on top of first on top of what gabriel said personal growth is a big factor but I, I want to go back to one of the first thing that I said. One of the first things that I said is that gaming is a consistent factor of my life, and uh, we have multiple friend groups um, and people. And those friend groups grow into different. Oh, uh, go to different uh, walks of life. So they go to different career paths. They do something else with their lives that maybe we couldn't follow. 
But for my friend group, we still stay connected because of gaming. We played Dota almost every night. We talk about games, games that we want to try, peripherals that we want to buy, things that we would recommend, recommend each other. And it's just that, just purely that. We don't have to talk about anything else. We don't have to think about any problems at work, problems at life. Just talk about the game in front of us and we enjoy our time. So I do agree with both of you guys' statements, but I'm going to take this one step further. So outside of uh, personal growth, uh, what one thing I really appreciate about video games is that it's it's not just you that's experiencing it. It's also uh, the developer side. Sorry about my cat. <laughs> it's also the developer side. It's how they think about making their games, and you get to see how they even. Uh, <laughs> You get to see how they even um, come up to the conclusion on making their game. So let's say, I know, let's say games like Genshin, right? You get to see how they come up with their stories. You get to learn how how it really works, Ganon. So like their marketing system, you can see how they uh, make their monies. Aside from, I know, aside from that, you can see Valorant how they make money by skins, Ganon. Without really disrupting their gameplay, so it's these kinds of strategies that they do, that they can apply, like they can apply marketing skills into video games, which is something you get to learn um, by being on the side of the consumer. So sometimes you all you also see like uh, Overwatch's battle pass system compared to back then Overwatch one, people would prefer one, or maybe not, because sometimes loot boxes are kind of. Uh, close to gambling and on. so there's a lot of controversies about so because of that you get to see like outside of video games things that build up on or how it creates the video game itself you get to see how outside concepts play into the real i know the video game and that's about it yeah, I think all three of you said like really insightful things about um your experiences in video games and what you've learned from them. Like how they can challenge your critical thinking, how how they can um expand your like um connections and how like um how practical they can be in like terms of learning how to market something. And it really challenges the popular notion that some people say that video games are just a waste of your time, it's just a waste of money, of your effort. You don't really learn anything from them. In fact, you can learn so much from what we have in this podcast episode today. Um, and I think a lot of our listeners, um, whether they're new to video games or they're, they're already veterans, can... Um, take away something or relate to something that will make them experience um, the beauty and And I guess that could be applied to what we love or why we love video games like what I said uh, um, We can we we can be more like the way uh, like the way we love and I think that's a good uh, to top it all off like uh, uh, What we talk about here in you know, so I wish you thank everyone for really participating here today, and I guess thank uh, thank you for 
to our big bossings for allowing us to have this type of uh, safe space to discuss. Thank you, yeah, thank you for inviting us as well. It's a, it's really a fun experience to, uh, you know, to have our takes and to have our own opinions in this, uh, and you know, and to understand one another. The views and opinions of the hosts and resource persons do not represent those of the organization, the university, and its stakeholders. Viewer discretion is advised.